Okay, okay, what's up my guys? This is Holmes Law on another video on conduit bending. Thank you very much for stopping by and watching this video. Just so that you know, you can follow me on Facebook at Holmes Law, Melvin at Holmes Law. You can follow me at Instagram at Holmes Law and Twitter at Holmes Law. I appreciate it very much for you subscribing. At least give me a like or a unlike. You know, at least I know if I'm wasting my time or not. Okay, now let's get on with it. Just so that you know what you're looking at on the screen, these are the offset multipliers and the shrink values, okay? Now, before I start on the video, I just want you to take a look at all of these and either write them down, you know, or take a screenshot and you'll be able to have all of these offset multipliers now these are the the exact accurate multipliers the ones in parentheses are the ones that you guys probably know and the ones that you probably use but if you want to get more accurate these are the more accurate ones you know like the 45 degree is 1.414 or you can use 1.4 if you want to get more accurate it's actually 1.414 and the 60 is 1.155 the 22 and a half is 2.613 and so on these work just as fine but i just wanted you to know the actual multipliers okay they're a lot more precise and anyhow <clears throat> so the shrink values here you have them all the way to the right, shrink per inch. Now these are all for every inch of rise, okay? So if you were to do a 30 degree bend and you had to go over an obstruction that was, let's just say five inches, okay? You would take this quarter of an inch and you would multiply it, okay? by a quarter of an inch by five which would come out being to what an inch and a quarter okay now i go into how to actually do that in the video a little bit you know i don't go into too much detail because i'm actually trying to stay away from the basic bending but i'm am gonna give you this one video on offsets okay but let's just go into another one now if you wanted to go into let's just say a 60 degree bend okay and a 60 degree offset <clears throat> and your your rise was let's just say four inches okay to get the shrink for that you would times your rise by the shrink value okay so if your rise was four inches you would take the half inch and times it by four which comes out to two inches of shrink okay now also if you want the actual spacing in between your bendings which is also known as the travel you would times your rise which is four inches by 1.2 okay and that gives you your value okay same thing if you want a 30 degree bend or a two or a 22 and a half or a 10 degree bend depending on what type of offset you want you use these values and you times these values by your rise okay i show you how to actually go into doing all that in the video but i just wanted to actually you know tell you it in person give you a little bit of an example being that i didn't go into too many examples in the video 
like I said, I didn't want to go into too much details on how to actually do this because this is a little basic and I'm trying to go into more advanced stuff. But I did give you this video being that a lot of people were asking for it. <clears throat> so, let's get into the video now. What's up my guys, this is Holmes Law. For another video, we're going to be doing predetermined offsets. Method one. This is going to be the method that we use the shrink. There's another method using an offset constant or the offset location multiplier. We'll do that in another video. It's a little more elaborate, a little more confusing. So we're going to do the easiest one first. We'll start with the easiest one. Okay. And the way that you start with that is you're going to take your measurement and decide what angle you want to use. Okay, then you're going to calculate your spacing in between your bends, also known as the travel, but we'll get to that. So let's start by taking the distance from either your conduit to the box, whatever the distance is, whether you're trying to get to a, from a conduit to a box or from a box to another, to an, of another box, whatever the case may be. Let's take the distance. Okay, now for this little setup, excuse the setup, but I set up a little junction box. Okay, so I'm gonna measure my distance. Let's just say that I'm coming from a conduit and I'm going to a junction box. I'm terminating into a junction box. Now you can't really see that quite well. I'm gonna try to zoom in and show you the measurement. Okay, which is lined up with the junction box. Let's just say for the sake of the video, it turns out to be 45 and, let me measure this right, 45 and 3 eighths, okay? I'm trying to get to that junction box there. Now we know that it's 45 and 3 eighths, the distance, but like I said, we're using the, the shrink method, okay? So I just put this together here for you guys. Now what we're gonna do is, we're gonna calculate what our new distance is gonna be, being that we we're using the shrink method. Okay, so as we know, or maybe you don't know, okay, the shrink is going to be proportional with your angle, depending on what angle you're using. All right, so let's just say, for the sake of the video, we're gonna do a 30 degree bend our shrink for the 30 degree is gonna be a quarter of an inch, okay? Now, I'm gonna post this on the video, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it out loud. For the 45, your shrink is gonna be 3 eighths, okay? For 60 degree, it's gonna be half inch, okay? Now, you also have 22 degrees and a half, which is gonna be 3 sixteenths, and 10 degree, which is gonna be a 16th, okay? Or, uh, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna, yeah, so it's a 16th for the 10 degree bend. Now, for this video, we're predetermining our offset, okay? So we want to know ahead of time what our pipe is gonna shrink in order to get to our box, depending on the rise, okay? So we know that our distances 45 and 3 eighths, okay? And the shrink to that is gonna equal 
depending on how much rise we have, right? So let's go back to our box and we're gonna measure the rise. So depending on how you measure, everybody's different, everybody measures differently, there's no right or wrong way, okay? Now, the way that I do it is I measure to the bottom of my knockout or, to, or if I'm measuring a conduit, to the bottom of my conduit, okay? You can measure to the center or to the top. The, whatever, you know, method you use, as long as you keep them both the same and you use it the same way all the time, it doesn't matter, okay? Now, I'm using it to the bottom. That's the way that I like to measure it. So, for the sake of the video... It's coming out to be to the bottom of the knockout four and three quarters is our rise. Okay, so four and three quarters. Now let's write that down, four and three quarters. Now, <clears throat> I do wanna express and actually let you know that Try to get used to writing, thing down, writing things down, unless it's like really, you know, um, simple and you don't need to, you can just do it in your head, that's fine. But when it comes to doing a, a lot of conduits, you're doing a lot of bends, I like to get into the habit of writing things down. And if you ever have to go back into your pad or notebook, whatever, to find out what kind of bend or what degree bends you use, you always have a document, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and a book of all the bends you've done on that job site or on that floor or in that room. You know what I'm saying? I like to make a document of all of my bends, you know, especially if it's a difficult bend or if it's a whole bunch of conduits, I like to make a record of it, you know? That's just me, I like to be organized. I advise you to do the same because in the years that I've done this, it's helped me so much to be able to go back and check on a bend that I've done why? Because if I've had to put other bends side by side to a bend that I've done three months ago, you know, I can go back and check on that without having to go up to the bend and try to figure out what kind of angle it was or what kind of, uh, you know, spacing I use, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Somebody right now be looking at this video and saying, well, that's easy. You know, I can just go up to the, the bend and just see by eye. I did a 45 or 30 or, well, maybe I, I can't, you know, so I like to document that, you know what I'm saying? And especially the spacing in between bends, I wouldn't remember that. I don't know what type of offset I did, you know, maybe the bends I could figure it out easily, but the spacing and how much rise and all that, especially when it's up in the air, 20 feet away from me and I can't just walk up to it, it's pretty hard. So I like to record it, you know what I mean? You don't have to, but I advise you to do so. Let's get back to the video and so like I said, it's a four and three quarter inch rise. So I'll write that down here for you. And now we can figure out our shrink, okay? So being that it's a four and three quarter inch rise, I'm gonna come over to my calculator here and I'm gonna put that in here. 4.75, which equals three quarters, okay? And we're gonna times that by our shrink for a 30 degree bend because we are doing 30 degree bends here on this one. Being that out in the field, you're most likely gonna use a 30 degree because it's the easiest. We're gonna do that on the video, okay? 
So it's a quarter of an inch, okay, which is 0.25 in decimal, and that's gonna come out to 1.1875. Now, <clears throat> that's an inch and an eighth, okay? Now for you that don't know how to convert decimals to a fraction, I'm gonna show you really quick, okay? Now, let's just put that inch over here so we don't forget that, okay? And then we're gonna clear this out. I'm gonna zoom in a little bit, okay? We had one point, we had point one eight seven five. okay? Now all you have to do, if depending on, if you want eighths, then you times it by eight. If you want to go down to the 16th, then you times it down to the 16th. If you want only quarter of an inch, you want to know down to the quarter of an inch, then you times it by four, okay? For me, I always go down to the nearest eighth. I don't go sixteenth or I don't go a quarter of an inch either. Okay, so I go down to the nearest eighth. So I times mine over my, frat, my decibel always to eight. Okay, now that gives me 1.5. The decimal, when I'm trying to, you know, narrow it down to a fraction, the decimal point, I never really take that into account. I only want the whole number. So now I know that I have one eighth, okay? Unless my decimal is something like, you know, 0.8 or 0.9, maybe 0.7, I'll make it a whole number and I'll make it two. So that'll be two eighths, which is one quarter. Okay, but when it's 0 0.5, 0 0.6, I don't really take that into account, okay? I just use the whole number. So we're gonna go with one and an eighth shrink, okay? So that's what we're gonna go with. That's our shrink now. So we're gonna take our shrink and we're gonna add it to our original distance, okay? And what does that give us? That gives us a total distance of 46, and a half, okay, inches. This is our new distance, which is mark A. This is gonna be our first mark. That's gonna be A, okay? So we're gonna measure from our conduit all the way to 46 and a half, and we're gonna put our mark A. Now we're gonna, now we're up to, to actually calculating our travel, which you might know it as the spacing in between your bends. Okay, so we're gonna go back to our calculator here and we're gonna calculate our spacing, which our rise is, what is that again? Four and three quarters, that's correct. And we're gonna times that by for a 30 degree bend, what is our multiplier, okay? It's two. If I wanted a 45, I would multiply by 1.414 to be exact. Some people just go by with 1.4. I try to be as accurate as possible, okay? And I'm gonna give you all those accurate multipliers on the video, okay? It'll also be in the description, okay? So we have nine and a half is our spacing in between our bends, also known as the travel. Nine and a half with 30 degree bends. 
Okay, that's our trap. So what we do is we go to mark A, when we land our pipe, we're gonna put 46 and a half, mark A, mark it all the way around the pipe, then we'll go nine and a half inches and mark point B. That'll be the layout for our conduit, for our offset, okay? And let's go on over and let's go check that out right now. Let's go over to lay out our conduit. Okay, so now to lay out the conduit, okay? We're gonna measure from the edge of our conduit all the way to 46 and a half inches, okay? That's already adding the shrink that we had just calculated before, okay? So at 46 and a half, we're gonna mark our conduit, okay? I'm doing it with a pen, but always do it with a, with a pencil. Doing it with a pen, hoping that you could actually see the mark, okay? And now, this is mark A, okay? This will be A. So that's your first measurement. With the, sh with the shrink method, you always measure from the point where you're gonna measure from all the way to A, and now we're gonna go backwards, back to where we measured from, and mark point B. Okay, and with that, we're gonna measure nine and a half inches. Okay, back from A. So I'm at nine and a half, lined up with my mark A, and we will mark point B, which will be right about here. Okay, now you wanna get into the habit of always marking the whole conduit all the way around. This will save you whenever you happen to slip up and move it off the, off the, the, the bender or whatever the case may be. You have to stop for a moment, you'll know where to go back to or whatever the case may be. Okay, so we have that. We have our two bend marks now, okay? I'm just gonna go ahead and mark this one all the way around, okay? Now when you're dealing with bigger pipe, four inch or three inch or whatever the case may be, I like to grab something to use to mark all the way around the pipe, something that'll give you something square, a square mark all the way around, you know what I mean? <clears throat> that sounds kind of funny, right? Square mark all the way around. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. So when you're using, when you're bending bigger pipe and a table bender, which brings me to, I'm making a series on using the table benders or the, the mobile 881, which is basically the same thing as the table bender. I'm making a whole uh, series of, of about three to four videos on how to use that bender, the, all the parts to the bender, how to actually set it up, you know, when you first receive it. So. Watch out for those videos. Anyhow, when you get into those big, bigger pipes, you wanna get something to actually give you a nice square mark all the way around the pipe. Get used to doing that, you know what I mean? It's more organized and you this way. When you put it into that bender, you know where your mark is. No matter if you turn it 360, 180 degrees, your mark will always be on the conduit. All right, let's get back to this. Now, you have your two marks. This one is A. As you can see, this is our first mark, and this will be B, all right? The order of bending, 
how you remember it is when you're bending it, always put your back to B. So you're bending A and you always put your back to B. All right? So you're going to be bending it that way with A. All right? We'll get to that in a minute when we get to the bending process. So you just laid out your conduit. Right? That wasn't that hard, right? This is the strength method. I'm using another method that's going to be using the offset constants and the offset location multiplier. Now, being that this is the easiest method, you're going to ask me, why should I use the other method? Why should I even learn it? Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you why. See, with this method here, we're lucky that our end of our pipe is right there. Okay? But let's just say that you had to put the bend on our longer side, okay, of our pipe, which is all the way down there, right? And you don't have enough conduit to do it. Well, the offset constant method makes it easier to bend because we're going to be flipping the bending process. So our first bend would be where B is, and then B would be where A is. So it would make it a lot easier. It would give you some more conduit to work with to actually bend it. Either way, I'm gonna give you the method. You out in the field can actually figure out what method is easier for you, for you. okay? I've used both of them, and they both have their uses. Okay, I'm not gonna lie though, I stick with the shrink method when it comes to production. Unless I have to, like I said, use it because of the whole process of the conduit being shorter on one end than the other, where I have to actually place my offset. You'll see that out in the field when the time goes on and you gain more experience, okay? <clears throat> now, I'm also gonna do a video on short offsets. What does that mean? What is that? Let's just say that you have a short piece of offset that you have to make in order to get in between boxes or from a conduit to a box, okay? Now, most experienced people, what they do is they'll make a short offset, you know? What I mean by short offset, not being the rise, I mean a short one. Now, let's just say it needs to be 10 inches long, 12 inches long, 24 inches long, you know, and they... What they decide to do is they'll bend it and they'll just cut them on both sides and make it fit. Well, let's just say you're doing rigid and you can't do that. There's a method that I use on doing short offsets, okay, that you could fit in between your two boxes or in between a conduit and a box. There's a method that I use, which you have to do a calculation, but no more than any other calculation that you have to do. And it gives you the freedom of bending on either side, okay? You would bend one side first, which you have a long side to bend on, and then you would bend, flip it around and bend it on the other side. I'll show you what I mean in the video. Just keep a look out for that video. Short offsets. Okay, now, we're gonna get to actually bending now. With the arrow, I always like to start my first bend in the air 
can see, it will go right into your knockout with no problems. Four and three quarter inch rise, 30 degree bends, okay? And we didn't lose any conduit whatsoever because of our offset, because we factored in the shrink ahead of time, okay? We started off with a 60 inch piece of conduit and we ended up with 59 and 7 eighths of conduit because we factored in the inch and an eighth that helped us out not actually coming up short. If we wouldn't have done that, we would have come up something like this, an inch and an eighth shy of our knockout. But because we added that to our first mark, mark A, okay, that helped us into actually coming close and perfect with our junction box, okay? And that is our offset bend. As you can see, okay, and that will be it for the predetermined method one shrink method. I'm going to be showing you guys another method which is a little more elaborate and detailed, but it does come in handy. Um, it's going to be the offset, constant, and location multiplier method. You're going to have to give me a second to put that video together. It's in the works now as we speak. Um, it takes a little more to put together because I have to actually give you the, the location multipliers and the offset constants. The offset constants were put together throughout the years with all the bends that I've done because you actually have to bend an angle and measure the actual angle to come up with the offset constant. It's a, it's a small but quick process. Um, yeah, but it took me some time to put it together. I'm still putting together the video. I'm gonna give you that video within hopefully, uh, hopefully maybe next week. Uh, this week I'm coming up with one of the videos for the, uh, the 4-inch conduit, so that one I'm hoping if everything goes right to come out this weekend, stay tuned, thank you and please subscribe, hit that like or not like button, you know, either way, at least I know if I'm wasting my time or not, you know, if you hit the like or unlike, then I know, you know, whether, you know, I should keep going with this or not, you know, I appreciate everybody that subscribed, thank you very much. Have a good day and stay safe out there. So, to wrap up the video, okay, just want to let you know a couple of little pointers. All right, now, if on the first try you don't get your accurate offset, like to where you actually want it, or the measurement is not right, you can always come back to your bender, stick it back into the bender and adjust it a little bit. Now, I advise you that when you do do this, don't go too heavy on it because being that it's EMT, it actually, you know, does bend pretty easy. 
And you'll find yourself going back and forth to the bender if you take out too much, you know, and then you'll end up, you know, dogging the bender or actually just messing it up completely. So when you do go back to the bender to take out some of the bend, just go very light. You'll be surprised how much you actually take out with a light little push, you know, or or actually tug taking it off. <clears throat> so just again. Don't forget, if you want to take it out a little bit, you can place it back into the bender the opposite way the actual bend is supposed to go into the shoe. Alright, so you want to put this portion inside the actual shoe the opposite way and take out some of the bend. Another thing that I wanted to go over was the line where the degrees are. You want to bring it parallel to your actual pipe. You don't want to go all the way down to where it's touching the line, where your conduit is touching the line. You just want to take a look at it and see, is it lined up parallel with the line? Then you're good. You just stop there. Now, another thing you can do is you can put your actual level on it and see, is it a 30 degree bend or is it a 45 degree bend? You know, because most levels have 30 and 45s on it. You know, they won't have 60s or 22s. But, you know, for the most part, you use a 30 and 45 on the field anyway. So if you put your level on it and you make your first bend, you can put your level on it check. Is it 30 or is it 45? And if it isn't, you can tweak it a little bit. Then you can go to your second bend and do the same thing. You know, you can finish it off like that. So just wanted to add that to the video just so that you know.